Hi, and welcome back to another podcast for the Medics Day UK. I'm here on my own today. This is the second podcast I'm uploading this week. I realised that it's not Monday. I'm just so thankful that after the long break that I've taken that so many of you have decided to continue listening to our podcasts. So I thought that I'd give you an extra one this week. I thought I would attack the subject that so many people have questions um, about when applying to medical school. And you've probably already seen the title. But today I want to talk about staying motivated, preventing procrastination and giving you my top five tips to strengthening your medical school applications. I know that this is something that I personally have struggled with myself. Everybody is guilty of time wasting at some point, losing focus, and sometimes it's just hard to know how to get your dream grades despite giving your best efforts. So a little bit of a disclaimer, I am not an expert on this subject. However, I have been in education for 23 years and I've been at university for going on eight years this year. So I have a little bit of practice and experience. I've definitely made mistakes along the way, but I've also picked up some tips and tricks which have helped me stay motivated, although not prevent my procrastination, but definitely reduce my procrastination. I'm still only human, and like everybody else, I'm guilty of binging on Netflix in my pyjamas with a cup of tea and some snacks. We all do it. But the question is, how do we get to the point where we pick ourselves back up and start making moves towards achieving our goals. So let's get straight to it. So I'm going to begin by talking about staying motivated. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I did not get into medical school the first time. My A-levels did not go as planned. My ASs, which is the first year of A-levels in the United Kingdom, fine and I felt like I was on track to getting the grades that I wanted. However, my second year of A-levels was a little bit of a car crash and I lost my place at university. I had to go through clearing and my story is what you would probably consider as your worst case scenario. During the time I was studying for my A-levels, I would always express my fears of missing my grades or something going wrong. However, everybody around me was very reassuring and kept saying things like, don't worry, you're going to be fine. But my worst case scenario became my reality. I ended up going through clearing in a university that I didn't want to go to, doing a course that I didn't really want to, in a place of the country that I definitely didn't want to go to. So before explaining how to stay motivated, I need to talk about the time when I was at my lowest point of feeling motivated. So this is all the way back to my first degree and I was sat in my hall's living room with my parents. They were dropping me off and we were about to say goodbye. I was feeling a bit sad as I was upset that I wasn't studying medicine and I was really disappointed at my current situation and I could see that I had a long journey ahead of me to get to the point where I could consider reapplying to medical school. In the living room that I was sat in, there were some large windows which were from the ceiling to the floor. When I looked out of these windows, I had a clear view of the hospital, and in the background I could see the sea and Dartmoor. I felt like my parents could almost read my mind, as my dad started up a conversation where he tried to reassure me that if I worked hard, 
I would be able to reapply to medical school. He then began to suggest that maybe I was at the place that I was supposed to be at. He said, you never know, you might end up doing really well at BC University on this course, you might end up loving it and doing it as a job, or you might even get into the medical school here at this university, and everything will have been for a reason. I felt so frustrated and low. I brushed his comments off, but it always stayed in the back of my mind. Well, he was completely right, because all of his predictions came true. I ended up doing really well on my degree, and I ended up at the same university at that medical school, and I'm actually now even considering getting a job here in the future. If I could go back and talk to my 18, 19-year-old self, I honestly think I'd be so shocked because it's just not the future that I planned for myself. You're probably wondering, why are you talking about the time when you're at your lowest point of motivation? I just think it's really important to acknowledge how you're feeling and understand the journey that you need to take. And I just wanted to share my journey with you. I think it's really easy when you're in a position to look at the people who are ahead of you and think, yeah, but you're in medical school now, so of course you can give this advice and talk about all the things that I need to do because you're there, you were able to do it. Well, actually, all those years ago, in that position, I was the least likely to be able to get into medical school. I know it's cliche because everybody says it, but honestly, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. So that's my point of feeling unmotivated. So what things can you do to improve your motivation. And I think this applies to GCSEs, A-levels, college courses, university degrees, and even working at medical school. So my first point is write down your goals. And you need to keep them in a place where you can see them every day. I personally like to use the fridge. I go in there multiple times a day. And as I go to reach for the milk to put it in my tea, I'm reminded of the goals that I've set for myself. I find looking at your goals every day keeps them fresh in your mind and it gives you something to aim for. Every second counts. My second tip for staying motivated is do something that reignites your fire. I find that people who want to study medicine have had a life-defining moment where they've made the decision to want to study medicine. There's something inside of you that clicks and suddenly you feel so desperate to want to study medicine. You need to continue to feel that way, so you can fight for it. On my first day of my undergraduate degree, so the one before I came to medical school, the lecturer at the front of the room asked everyone on the degree to put their hands up if they wanted to study medicine. About 75% of people raised their hands. On the last day of my degree, we were all in the same room, And again, the same lecturer said, put your hand up if you want to study medicine. About 10% of the room raised their hand. Over the years, people lose focus. They get tired and they forget the goals that they're aiming for. So you need to do something that reignites your fire, that is going to make you stay passionate and continue fighting for your place at medical school. I personally find it useful to watch a YouTube video or a television show. I always love watching, um, there's a BBC documentary called Junior Doctors, Your Life, Their Hands. And whenever I watched it, I would always get that feeling of, yes, I definitely still want to go to medical school. And as soon as I watched the documentary, I suddenly felt really motivated to continue working and studying and 
doing whatever else I needed to do to help improve my chances of getting in. Some other things that you might consider doing to reignite your fire would be um, listening to a podcast. So that's something you may already be doing if you're listening to me now. Um, The other thing I would suggest is having a friend who you're accountable to. It's always good if you have another friend who wants to go to medical school as well. You can work together as a team, help each other, and it's good to have that support network to be able to work together. And if you're ever feeling lost, you always have someone that you can depend on, ask your questions to. Something else you might consider is volunteering or getting a job in a hospital or care home. This is probably more for people who are on their gap year or if they're studying a second degree. But um, spending time in the clinical environment, you will see doctors working. And I know personally when I was around in a hospital environment, I would see doctors and realize this is definitely what I want to do. My third tip is physical activity and taking a break. Taking a break from studying will give your brain time to relax, form connections and consolidate your memories. I find having a break prevents me from feeling burnt out. The kind of things I like to do are go to the gym, go for a swim or even take my dog for a walk. After I've taken a break and I've done something active, I feel that I have a fresh perspective on the task that I need to complete. Suddenly everything just feels so much more manageable. And my fourth and final tip for staying motivated is let the haters hate and let the players play. I know that's a Taylor Swift quote, but I personally found um, when applying to medical school that some people became quite competitive and they're going to want to beat you and pull you down. And it's not a competition because everyone can get into medical school. It just takes time. I had a bit of an issue when I was um, at university. It wasn't really that much of a big deal. But some people got a bit concerned about their ability to get into medical school. Some people are going to feel threatened and they are going to want to try and do things that aren't so fair in the process of applying. Also, you may find that some of your friends who don't want to apply to medical school aren't very understanding of the time that you're spending and the effort that you're spending on refining your application. But that's okay. In the future, when you've made it and they look back, people will be more understanding. And with the players got a play part, because I've not explained that yet, which is probably quite confusing. But sometimes people don't always want to work as hard as you're going to work. And that's absolutely fine. But you've got to keep your focus. Let the players play, but you keep your focus. So I feel like that got quite deep. I'm going to move on now onto my top tips of preventing procrastination. So there are four things that um, I would suggest to try and prevent procrastination. My first tip to prevent procrastination is to make a list of all the tasks that you need to complete that day. You have to make sure that your list is short and actually achievable for the day. This means that when you start to feel yourself getting a little bit distracted or you feel like you're wasting time, you just refer to a list and suddenly you have a plan of action for the rest of the day. My second top tip for preventing procrastination is being accountable. If you live with housemates or your family, let them know about your list and let them know what it is you want to achieve that day. If people around you are aware of what you're supposed to be doing, they will be able to help you get back to your task or give you a gentle reminder. 
I know I love it when um, one of my housemates comes home and catches me watching TV. And they're like, mm, do you not have an exam next week? Like, it's completely not horrible. But I'm then really shameful and like, yep, pause the TV, back to my work. So I find that beneficial. My third tip is find a technique that works for you. And when you have found that technique, stick with it. So personally, I absolutely love something called the Pomodoro Technique. And this is where you work in 25-minute intervals with five-minute breaks. After you complete four cycles of 25 minutes with the five minutes in between, you can take a long break of about 20 minutes. This technique makes you work with time rather than against time. So the idea is you set yourself a 25-minute task and then you set yourself another 25-minute task. I find that this keeps me productive, fresh, and I definitely work a lot more efficiently. My fourth and final tip for preventing and stopping procrastination is listen to your body. If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling frustrated, and like you're not concentrating well, stop. Come back to your work later. If you push yourself, you're going to start feeling burnt out and you're going to be resenting um, the task that you're trying to complete. And overall, this will reduce your success. Instead, go and do something you enjoy. So if you're trying to study and you feel that you just really want to go hang out with a friend or you're really dying to watch a particular movie in the cinema and your mind is wandering there, just take a break. Do the thing that you really feel like you need to do. And then you're going to have a fresh perspective when you come back. Obviously, there is a bit of a balance to this because I suppose, in theory, we all crave doing something else other than sitting down to study. But um, it's about listening to your body and understanding when you've had enough. So normally at the end of a podcast, I do something that I call, I like to bust a myth where either I ask the person I'm interviewing or the producer asks me to bust a myth. But today, as I'm alone, I thought instead I'd give you my top tips on strengthening your application. This is something that I feel there is a lot of confusion about and is a question that I hear a lot from people trying to apply to medical school. So I think my most important um, advice is to stand out from the crowd and use your personality you could use something like a sport, a hobby, or a fun fact. When writing a personal statement or being interviewed, you need to do something that the reader or interviewer will remember you by. They read thousands of applications, and they meet thousands of students over the years. However, you are someone special, and you need to prove it to them. If you're considering applying to medical school in the future, I'm going to give you this challenge. Think of something you can do or say that's going to make the interviewer remember you for life. If you're thinking about what I'm saying just now, and you're thinking, "Mm, actually, I really don't have anything that's going to make me stand out from the crowd, then there is no time like the present. Go find something, try a new activity, um, get a new hobby. It could be something as simple as baking, or it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be extravagant. But just think of something that's going to make you different. My second tip to strengthen your application is to apply smartly. And I think I've discussed this on a previous podcast. The way I'd suggest to apply to medical school is to go onto the UCAS website, open up every single UCAS um, medical school 
page as a separate tab. Then each tab will describe the grades that you need to have and the subjects that you will need to have studied. They will explain the requirements and the entrance exams that you need to take, such as the GAMSAT or the UKCAT. They will also describe if they accept resits and how many years outside of education you can be, as some medical schools do have limitations on this. If you read through the page on the UCAS website and you realise that you do not meet that medical school's criteria, that's absolutely fine. Close the tab. Read through all of the medical school um, pages on the UCAS website. Once you've deleted the ones that you definitely don't meet their criteria, voila, you've shortlisted the medical schools where you'll be the perfect candidate. When I did this, I was left with six choices. And I looked at the locations of each of the medical schools and I just clicked off the two that I didn't want to move to. And it was as simple as that. If you are listening to this podcast and you still have a significant amount of time before applying to medical school and you notice that you do not meet one of the requirements for medical school, you will have enough time now to shape yourself a little bit to try and meet the requirements. My personal advice is if you don't meet the requirements on the UCAS website, I personally wouldn't apply to that medical school as you probably have a reduced chance of receiving an interview. I feel that it's actually a numbers game when applying to medical school. But if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact the university admissions team. They're normally more than willing to help and answer any questions that you have. My third tip is consider the types of medical schools. So from watching TV and films, it always appears that medical school is mostly lectures followed by ward rounds where suddenly everyone magically has the skills and knowledge. But that's not the reality of medical school. There are many different types and they have many different techniques of teaching. Things you can consider are small group teaching, traditional lecture-based teaching, problem-based learning, clinical-based teaching, and some medical schools even make sure you do a master's um, before you graduate as a doctor, so you would then graduate with a medical degree and a master's. Now, I realise that I've just said a lot of words that that might not make sense to a lot of you, so I'll quickly just explain what I mean by the words I've just used. So, small group teaching is um, in smaller groups of maybe three to ten people and having smaller group-based teaching sessions with a doctor or a lecturer. Problem-based learning is when you get into a group of about five to ten and you work around a clinical case and universities that do problem-based learning tend to do this hand-in-hand with lecture-based teaching as well so you get a little bit of both and clinical-based teaching is when you get teaching on placement in a clinical environment so that might be in a hospital a gp surgery or maybe even like a drug rehab facility now i don't think there's anything wrong with any of the types of medical schools that you choose to apply to but i think it's good to consider the kind of medical school you think you're going to excel at it makes sense to apply to the medical school where you think you're going to get the best grades and that it's going to suit your style of learning If you chose a medical school because of a different reason, but it wasn't 
beneficial to the type of person that you are and the way you learn, it could be a very painful five years. I personally have chosen to go to a university that uses problem-based learning mixed with lectures, mixed with small group learning, and mixed with clinical teaching. And I feel like it's the kind of environment where I can excel. And it has made me really enjoy my time at medical school. My fourth tip is to put your money where your mouth is. So I want to ask you a question before giving you my tip. Why do you want to go to medical school? Things you may have thought about are that you want to help people, you enjoy science, or you've had a personal experience in your past that has motivated you to become a doctor. Whatever your reasoning is, your personal statement and your interview need to back this up. If you say you like to help people, you need to have done something that proves this. Maybe volunteering with a scouts group or in a care home. It might even just be taking care of your elderly neighbour by baking them cookies or cleaning their car. If you say you want to study medicine because you enjoy science, enter a science competition, do a research project, join the science club at your school or university. Not only will this give you good life experience, but you will gain transferable skills and it will show your dedication and will back up the reasons you're saying you want to study medicine. On the back of that, I think it's important to emphasize that every choice you make matters. So you didn't get into medical school. Your world is falling down around you. You need to stop. Think. You need to make smart choices. If you're going to take a gap year, make it count. Do something that will propel your application. If you're considering going to university before applying back to medical school like I did, choose a degree that's going to help you gain skills that will make you a good doctor in the future and furthermore it would be even more beneficial if you choose a degree that could act as a safety net if you choose not to go to medical school or you find yourself in a really unfortunate position where you can't apply I can personally say from the day I got my A-level results until today I've taken every step carefully my friends and family probably say that I overthink a lot of things I spend a lot of time thinking, giggling, asking questions, but I personally think it's part, um, I personally think it's paid off. And just before I end the podcast today, I have one final tip. Find yourself a mentor. Find someone you can ask questions to, who can give you advice and who can refine your technique. This may be a friend, um, a teacher, someone you know who's already at medical school, even someone who's just gone to university if you have someone you can ask your questions to you will feel the process is a lot easier it is challenging to get into medical school but it is also possible you want to learn from other people's mistakes and be the best that you can be so I feel today's podcast took a little bit of a deep turn today but um I hope it's answered some of your questions and I hope it's kind of given you some food for thought If you do have any other questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We're more than happy to help. I hope you're all enjoying your summers and we hope to catch you soon. Bye.